Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. Uh, I'm all plugged up. My fucking throat's raw, but I'm still here doing it. Should I be resting? Probably. But here we are. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna do this for you guys. That's right. We're gonna entertain you for a little bit of half hour. Get you some fun stuff out there, like we do every fucking t- every other week. You know, just chilling. The two of us. The two of us. Me and the one other listener of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple more, but. You know, it's more of a personal thing. You know, I like to think that there's only, like, one other listener. That's what I like to think. I wouldn't don't want this to blow up that big. And then it gets rid of the intimacy. I'm talking to too many people then. No. Blow it up as big as possible. Share it everywhere. But I should be resting. But I don't know how to, guys. Never learned how to rest. I'm always on the move. It's just like one of those uh, uh, annoying traits about myself. There's just fidgetiness. Uh, I come from a long line of tinkerers, tinkerers and fidgeters, you know what I mean? Uh, just, we, like, then you just, even if it, like, it is an inherited thing, there's probably some kind of, uh, little things sprinkled in your DNA that get passed along that give you that kind of trait, because, like, I know people, plenty of people who can just, like, chill in my family, who are just like, nope, I don't, I don't need to be go, go, go all the time, but then it gets sprinkled in. And some of them get it, some of them don't. And then, uh, yeah, it messes with uh, people. I know I get it, like, it's partially from my, my grandpa, and uh, he's he's the big one I think I got it from. That dude loved to tinker and loved to just go. He never, he was the king at, like, napping at, like, just random points throughout the day, but then, like, that's how he got to sleep. And then he would sleep at night, but he was always up at, like, 4 a.m., <laughs> like, right away, just out doing his thing, getting ready to go, man. He just he he just didn't never learned to properly rest all the time, and it and uh it's a thing you gotta learn. I know I've noticed. Uh, I'm pretty sh- you gotta learn how to do that because I know towards the end of his life, uh, seeing him in like uh hospice and stuff like that. Well, not even hospice. He was just in like uh a unit that cared for him, like in the VA hospital. You know, just to monitor him a little bit more and help him when he needed help. We just couldn't be there as a family all the time to do it. Um, he, you know, he just couldn't chill. <laughs> he always just needed to be fucking doing something. When he was living with my dad, he that's what he was doing. He was fucking always trying to find something to do. He was down in the basement tinkering around and stuff. He's fucking, you know, 85, just like, nah, man, I got to do something. <laughs> I've been go, go, go my whole life. I'm not stopping now. It's just like the want was there, but the body just wasn't, you know? So you got to learn how to, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to just fucking chill out. I get a guilt factor, though. I do get a guilt, weird guilt factor when I try to chill out. Uh, uh, I always sit, sit around and start thinking, oh, I could be doing something right now. Like, or, or I get that really annoying back of the head thought of, yeah, am I forgetting something? Did I? Am I supposed to be doing something right now? I'm totally forgetting, and uh, instead I'm enjoying my time doing nothing, <laughs> which is psychotic. That's never a good way to like go about it. Like, like think about having leisure time. You you get just have run into leisure free time. Like you end up completing some a task early or whatever, and you sit down and you're like, oh cool, I get to relax, and then all of a sudden you start. 
panicking that you forgot something like, oh, man, this isn't right. Uh, you're just in a constant state of scurrying around trying to figure out what you should have been doing rather than relaxing. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it, you know. I'll, I'll figure it out one day. Maybe I'll go to a doctor. And maybe he'll, he'll he can tell me or she can tell me. Uh, who's kidding? I'm going to a male doctor, you know. <laughs> I'm going to a male doctor. And that's not a sexist thing. It's not a sexist thing. I actually, I can tell you exactly why I go to a male doctor. Uh, now, maybe a psychiatrist, I might like a female one. That would probably be better. They could probably tap into emotions a little better for me. And it'd feel, I'd feel more comfortable sharing my emotional stuff with a female than a male. I, I guarantee you that if I ever go to therapy, that's what will happen. But as far as like a doctor for like my medical body stuff, always probably always going to be a man. And the re it's not sexist, not that I don't think women are capable of being doctors. You totally are. It's just uh, I've been scarred for what happened the last time I had a uh, female doctor uh, inspect me when I was like 13, right? Prime boner age, right? That's just what every, everything gives you a fucking boner. You get random ones from fucking in the middle of algebra class, you know? Like numbers are getting you hard. Oh, but eight. Uh, we're learning about the circle of infinity today in math. Oh, infinity looks like boobs. Um, yeah. So that's what you 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 popping wood all the time. And I remember getting my physical right, doing the normal physical just so you can play some sports. And I go in. It's my normal doctor. He's there doing his thing, and you know he's having me. He's checking me out and stuff. And then a second doctor comes in, and it's a woman. And she's a, a, a like a like a, what, not out of med school, but like she's in that like period where you where you're in the clinic learning and doing like hands on stuff, um whatever that is. I don't go to I didn't go to med school. I don't know any of the terminology, but she's there, right? And we get to the part the the ever famous turn your head and cough. You know we're the boys are gonna be out. And we're going to go underneath them and make sure you don't have a hernia, you know. Turn the head and cough. And he's, he goes, all right, uh, doctor, I don't even remember her name. But, all right, doctor, you can get in here. Uh, we'll have you do this one since you haven't done one yet. So I have this gorgeous, like, 25-year-old woman, doctor, Come over. I'm 13. My heart is racing. I definitely was sweating because all I was trying to do with all my might, like I was exerting so much energy to stop blood flow from going to my penis. <laughs> Just mentally ha building a dam to block off the blood vessels. Just, uh, just hoping that I was clogging the arteries near my dick so there was just a fucking ball. Just stopping any blood from going in there. Just like, hold! Hold! Because I was terrified it was going to happen. It was, I, like, how embarrassing. Like... Like in this, my it could have been the first time she was like doing that, and then I have to be the first one uh, that she. Her, I, it's gonna happen probably. Okay, I'm sure. Like even like that, my doctor has probably accidentally seen a boner giving kids uh, physicals. It happens. It's just it is what it is. But you don't want to be the first. You want to be the one where it's like, oh, don't worry. That happens from time to time. It's whatever. Like, you want to be that one. You don't want to be like, well, that's a first. <laughs> like, that's not what I want to hear when I when she has my 
balls under in her grasp, you know? Like, for all I know, the thing pops in, pokes her eye, and she squeezes too hard, and I lose a nut. You know, that's how that's how you end up losing one. <laughs> Just pops too hard and fucking hit and pokes her in the eye by accident. Because they're down there, man. Like they, unless they do it right, like they got to get like an arm's length away. But sometimes they're just like they're, you know, they're in like this, you know, they're they're bright, they're staring at the eye of the beast, you know, that unshaven thirteen-year-old boy dick. It's not an erotic situation either. It's just that would have been a nervous boner, and that probably would have fucked me up sexually forever. But yeah, that's why I always go with a male doctor <laughs> because that experience was terrible. I feel like my doctor was entrapping me. He was like, oh, here's a. 13 year old boy like he like knew like this is like oh yeah he's probably gonna fucking dig this i'm like no dude i almost like want to go back this is a doctor in my hometown where i grew up i just want to almost go back and be like hey i gotta talk to you about something did you do that on fucking purpose to see if he remembers because if he remembers then he fucking definitely did on purpose like this is probably something he never thinks about but i think about it like every time i go to a doctor's office i start filling out forms and i'm like god i remember that time oh I'm just that just shows your power of your mind though, man. I was able to just force myself to stop that boner from happening, you know. And that's and you need that. You need to be able to talk your boner off a ledge now and then. <laughs> you gotta talk them down. You're like you got so much to live for. Don't do this. <laughs> it would have scarred. Like I probably wouldn't like would been some weird thing that ends up causing me not able to get boners. Uh, during certain situations, if that would have happened, you know. But instead, I prevailed and came out tougher and stronger for it, you know. And that's what you got to take away from that. It is a win. But also, I'm very curious to know if my doctor tried to sabotage me there. Tried to fucking put this beautiful woman in front of me as a 13-year-old boy, and I have to test my will. Uh, that is, you know, I don't... I've my any culture I'm a part of, you know, uh, white guy, Irish, we, we don't have any, like, test of fortitude to know if you're a man yet or not, you know? Like, there's no, like, grabbing a lion's tail or going to the woods on some kind of uh, magic mushroom trip. There isn't that. You know, there really isn't that that stepping stone. And I think that's what that doctor was trying to provide for me. I was trying to see if I was truly a man yet or not and could control my boners. And you know what? I did. And I did. And to this day, I still control them very well. So, there's a fun doctor story for you. Anyway. But, you know, actually, transition's pretty good because, uh, you know, that's an, is it ethical? Like what that doctor did there to try to help me conquer my boner control. I don't know. Maybe that's to be debated, right? But, uh, I found this cool new article, right? about uh, some new surgeries, and they're trying to figure out if it's ethical or not, too. So this story is called Placebo Surgeries Are Effective, But Are They Ethical? Placebo Surgeries. Yes, right. So if, if you don't know what a placebo effect is, <clears throat> typically they even explain it in this. Uh, right here, I'll read this. Usually when you think of placebo, it's a harmless sugar pill taken in place of an experimental drug. This is a common practice, so medical researchers can compare the results between two groups of volunteers and thus determine if the new treatment is effective. So that's what a place the placebo effect is. It's typically, yeah, using uh, that, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, medicine. Uh, so pill form in, like, uh, injections and stuff like that. They do this stuff to see, you know, so you have a controlled group and a non-controlled group and see how effective it really is. Um, 
But like in a lot of those experiments, when they first started doing them, they realized like because of the placebo effect of like giving them the fake one, but saying they were still getting it, like people receive benefits from just being told that they got something, which is crazy. You imagine you think you're getting a cure to like cancer or something like that. Your cancer goes away and they're like, oh, yeah, actually, turns out we were just giving you sugar pills. Like, I don't know, would you be happy or would you be kind of pissed because are they charging you the same amount of money for that cancer drug? <laughs> you know, that's the that's one of the biggest thing here. So, like, when you read on to this, okay, uh, less common uh, are placebo or sham surgeries. These involve uh, sedation, scalpels, and stitches, but uh, just not actual in, uh, intervention. Even though they are, uh, real. Wait, what is it? They are, uh, relatively rare. Sorry, man, my brain, dude, I have problems sometimes. My brain literally. You guys have seen me do this so many times on this podcast. My brain just shuts off and doesn't know what the fucking looking at. Uh, relatively rare. They are sometimes used to determine in studies how effective a real surgery is. For example, in 2013, uh, out of Finland, uh, uh looked at the results of 146 patients whom uh some who had uh aeroscopic particular menati- I don't know a common knee surgery. I don't I'm not going to try to read those words. I don't speak fucking Latin. Why does it that, that like fucking any scientific field or or just anything that's supposed to be for educational purposes, for whether it's in like like medical books or history books or whatever, just like they have to make everything old Latin or just these long fucking drawn out words. Why do they need to be so fucking complicated? I don't understand it. Like, is it just because they want uh, like the, the people not to read them? Do they just not want people to understand anything? You know, you have to go to these fucking places and learn how to pronounce them. I just don't understand the naming of things. It's the same thing. That's also what's funny about, like, when people get mad about uh, as words change, like, idiot, um, uh, mentally challenged, like, one the you know, as things keep progressing and, like, what people call. It's, like, it's not our fault that the medical community comes up with hilarious terms to call people stupid, okay? It's their fault. If they keep coming up with these new ones, we're going to keep calling people them, okay? So... It's not on us. It's on the medical community. Stop using... It's not my fault Latin's funny once you figure it out, you know? Okay. Um, some just had invas- uh, uh, but no actual repair. Uh, researchers conduct uh, concluded the outcomes were no better for people who received a full procedure compared to those who just went underwent the placebo. So people were getting knee surgery. Some of them not even getting a knee surgery, and they were resulting better. My question, though, for sure, a knee surgery. Okay, let's like I'm gonna look up uh, the cost of this knee surgery, which I guarantee you uh, is more, way more than you fucking th- want to pay. Okay, so this uh, costs about four grand. About four. Uh, wait, not a uh, guarantees. More. Yeah, it's about f- four grand. Okay. Uh, anyway, so it's about like four grand for that, that surgery. I was just making sure I was reading that right. About four grand. Do you, if you didn't actually get the surgery and then just got a placebo one, are you still getting the bill for that? 
Is that part of the placebo effect? Is the fact that you are shelling out the money still? You gotta you gotta pay that medical bill to be like, well, I guess I just got it. I mean, I I gotta pay this bill. You know, is your insurance company actually checking in on uh, making sure that you actually did it? See, I feel like this this whole thing. This is why I wonder if it's really ethical or not. I believe that they started doing experiments and writing these studies. Uh, here's my conspiratorial brain fucking firing all, all cylinders now. They prob this probably started like at first the like doctors are like, oh man, we don't actually don't need to do this surgery. Like this guy, this guy's fine. You know, he's just doing like it, it'll maybe improve him, but he's gonna do a lot. Of, like it'll be all he needs is physical therapy, right? Like that's really all he needs, but. Uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. We need that money, though. We need that four grand. We're, like, four grand short out of our hitting our yearly budget. Let's just say we did the surgery, just fucking cut them, and then, and then we'll build the thing. And then they got caught. <laughs> Somebody got caught. And then the doctor says, no, 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 it's actually a placebo. It's a new experimental thing where, uh, see, he's walking fine. He's gotten better. He didn't actually need the surgery, but we tricked him into thinking he did, and now he's gone to physical therapy and everything's fine, fine. It's all a scam just for doctors and surgeons to get more money and uh, pad those fucking surgeon numbers, dude. Padding those numbers saying like, oh, dude, look, I'm fucking, I, I'm fucking dope. Like, look at how, how many successful surgeons had. Like, look at this guy. He's fucking walking like, damn, technically I didn't do anything, but that's a successful surgery. That still counts. It's, under, it's on the books, you know? He's padding those numbers. That's how they're getting those fucking high-acid pain jobs and becoming one of the... He's got false stats. <laughs> Dude, doing placebo surgeries like the steroids era of baseball. <laughs> Just padding them stats, dude. Oh, man. <clears throat> A 2014 study uh, out of University of Oxford in England found that there was essentially no difference between patients who underwent real surgery for shoulder um, impingement compared to not compared with those who only had a hole drilled in. <laughs> you should be getting paid if you're just only getting a hole in your arm. You should get paid not not paying them, you know what I mean? Uh, for what it's worth, everyone who signs up for this study knew there might be a sh it would uh, might get a sham surgery. Uh, in a real, a real surgery or no surgery at all. Okay, so they all knew. Oh yeah, that one makes sense. at least they knew. Like you just you're just getting randomly like, <laughs> dude, how fucking crazy is that though? Like you're just like, okay, here's this. You're gonna sign up for this. We're gonna have you do this surgery, right? Um, you may not get a surgery. You you may have a hole drilled in you might get a real surgery you might have no surgery at all but all we're gonna do is gas you knock you out you're gonna take a fucking sick nap and either way you're gonna wake up with something going on <laughs> oh man what a crazy way to sell that okay the study on the shoulder in impingement surgery uh was repeated in 2018 in film of finland with similar results both groups had equal little shoulder pain two years after the procedure whether they had received a real surgery or a sham skirt surgery um with nearly twenty-one thousand uh decompression surgeries done in the uk every year uh and 10 times as many in the u.s uh the impact of the study is huge said adjacent professor uh i'm sorry i can't pronounce that name uh, the research director of the Finnish Center of Invasive Base uh, Orthopedics. 
Jesus Christ. Do they have every? They have to have crazy Latin names for all the fucking stuff, and then their goddamn associations have to be so long. That's too wordy. Why can't you just be Finnish Orthopedic Center? Like, why does it need to be that fucking long? Jesus Christ. Uh, the chief surgeon at uh, Holonsky University Hospital and professor of academic uh an academic head of that university, was one research in the 2018. He said the patients with the placebo group underwent the same procedure as those in the other groups except the critical part, uh, which was the removal of the bone from the uh, a corkin, a hook-shaped uh, extension from the scalp scalpel bone. Uh, to allegedly decompress uh, the pit, passage of the rotator cuff tendon um he says by email this was a randomized trial of patients were informed in advance that they could either be part of whatever group uh symptom to didn't improve in six months they could cross over and get the actual surgery if they had been part of the placebo group damn you know how many people probably went in and were just like convinced they were like no you gave me the surgery and it's still uh, you, i'm part of the placebo group it still hurts and they're like D dude we did we actually took it out it's you weren't we have it all and it's just like no dude it's there i wonder if that ever happens in these experiments like they just cross up the data i mean shit uh, i get uh, I, I get shit for people that it's not, you know, people fuck up my name or put me on the wrong list all the time. You think they're not doing it for placebo effects in surgery? Probably happens all the time. Okay, let's get to the juicy part, though. Like, what are they think, thinking about um, of this, uh, uh, if it's ethical or not? Here, let's look at the risk level of surgery. In uh, 2014, of uh, review by BMJ, Research did uh, analysis of 53 uh, trials involving uh, placebo surgery. Um, of In 39 out of the f uh, 53 trials, there was improvement in placebo arms. And in 27, 51% of trials, the effective placebo did not differ from that surgery. In 26 trials, surgery was... Uh, superior to the placebo effect but uh the magnitude of the effect of the surgical intervention over the placebo uh was generally small the study wrote in other words it's about half of the trial of people who got the placebo surgery did as well as those who got the real thing in the other half uh those who had the real surgery did only slightly better the author did note that the overall the patients in the placebo group had less serious complications uh, than those who got the actual surgery because the main surgical elements in the procedure were omitted. Uh, they found harm def uh, definitely related to the surgical placebo in the two different trials were both stopped early because of the, the simply of safety concerns. Okay. Um... Other types of sham surgeries. Okay, let's... Okay. Um, less controversial than sham surgeries are sham procedures, which do not involve any cutting or actual risk to the patient. There are certain placebo procedures done a part of the medical research that are cr 
that can create situations where the patient believes that they are receiving a procedure when they're actually not being maybe an ethical uh, ethically acceptable uh, Flint explains for example he references a study that compared the effects of a cuputure on this lower back I don't acupuncture acupuncture sorry man I've never actually seen a you know like when you see a word and you've never actually seen it spelled out before I didn't know that's how you spelled acupuncture uh, I'm just glad my brain finally figured it out though for you guys uh, on a lower back one group received acupuncture, really a placebo group merely uh, had a toothpick put down <laughs> into the patient's skin. Uh, uh, put down, so I got the sensation, but actually there was n uh, not having a needle in their skin, he said. Uh, uh, the placebo surgery may produce positive result or procedure will produce positive uh, results the same reasons a, a placebo drug do the belief that you're taking something that will make you f uh uh make you well is a powerful to the mind um the embowelled ritual around surgery may even increase the placebo effect uh over the non-invasive procedure like a sugar pill if it appears that the placebo drug may be attractive same uh, biochemical pathways that are affected by the actual intervention interesting dude yeah it's just crazy that you can use your mind and it really like sticks in there that you can affect your body that much just by thinking if you're putting something in there your body then can your mind can then can trick itself in sending that like you're like oh i'm taking this pill well now i'm gonna feel better you know it's like a you know, I like you take a cold and flu medicine. Like I, I know I do sometimes. Like I've taken some for this cold, and I know like when I take it, like thirty minutes later, I feel better. And yeah, I'm the, uh, medicine is obviously working. But I wonder too, like how much of that also is my brain going, oh, let's like push this shit out. Like we'll just do this, and it like, tr and I convince myself I feel better because I took medicine. So you never know. Like there's this that underlying. Uh, point of you just don't know which is helping which you know but it is crazy that um i've i've never heard of that before of a sham surgery or a procedure so you're just faking it the whole way i feel like they definitely do this on hypochondriacs a lot like if you're a hypochondriac like your doctor is probably doing this all the time <laughs> and they just have some legal jargon that you're fucking getting uh, uh you're getting that you're signing it's like it may or may not and you just have to read this if you read the small print it's probably there it's like we could be actually giving you surgery we may not like it's just like we're just doing this to help you and make sure you get out of here and stop coming in for this crazy thing that isn't existent you know it it would be it's it's pretty cool though and it's 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 kind of weird too that it brings up the fact that like oh you know it turns out like the people who didn't get invasive surgery had less problems uh, it's like huh weird i want you think taking stuff in and out of the body or putting stuff in might have a different effect i don't know i don't know i'm also not a doctor dude don't listen to what i said hey well any i don't take any medical advice from this podcast that's for goddamn sure but if you want to get some good advice on where to find some funny shit, you should head on over to punninggame.com, guys. That's right, punninggame.com, where you can find content that you love on all aspects. Monday through Friday, we got good stuff coming out for you guys. 
Uh, we got not worth the time. We got who gives a f. We got the empty parlor. Uh, there's murmurings of fun pun gaming coming back, guys. Wouldn't that be something? It'd be so fun to bring that back. Uh, so we got all that. Check all that stuff out. Um, don't forget uh, to go to the punning game shop. Get yourself a hoodie, t-shirt, whatever you want to help support the site. Support your favorite shows by getting yourself something. And don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD. That gets you free shipping at checkout. Uh, at the punning game shop so use all that stuff guys um yeah it's been fun it's been a great podcast guys uh and i hope you guys have a fantastic week and remember don't do anything i wouldn't do